You know we love staying connected. From current events to drama and celebrity gossip, we stay in the know. But it can be hard to keep up when your Wi-Fi cuts out around the house. You know, spotty in one room, but strong in the other. Thankfully, the next generation Xfinity 10G network can help by keeping you connected to everything you love with reliable wall-to-wall Wi-Fi. That means you can stay up to date on all the latest buzz in real time from room to room. Start listening to your favorite podcasts in the kitchen and listen all over the house as you put your laundry away. Better yet, the whole family can work, stream, and play on multiple devices, all with a fast and reliable connection. With the next generation Xfinity 10G network, your entire house can keep up with all the action with less buffering. Get it all from the network made for streaming, the Xfinity 10G network. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right, cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And there are no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. What up, everyone? Welcome back to the Bella's podcast. Finally, no more holding my tongue about my baby's gender because it's a boy. Woo! And my hubby, Daniel Bryan, returns for a special edition of Dear Bella's and everyone's favorite game show, Bella, Bella Brains. All right, here we go. Happy hump day, Bella Army. I'm Nicole. And I'm Brie. And this is the Bella's Podcast. All right, you guys. So Total Bella Season 5 has just come to an end. But don't be sad because Total Bella Season 6 will be back this fall. And that means it's time for opening up. So let's pop that bottle. Today we are opening up with some cucumber mint mocktails. We need a little refresher this late in the game of pregnancy. Woo! Honestly. We are tired. Yes. It's crazy how tired you get. I wasn't joking like, around, right? You were how not, it hits you in third trimester? It's like jet lag. Uh-huh. Like that's the best way I can compare it to. Literally, Nicole and I early this morning were looking at each other and we're like, how can our bumps get any bigger? Like I feel like my baby's feet and hands are always out. I feel like they're going to bust through my stomach. I cannot believe how much, Ooh, I get to say it, how much I could feel him, which we (laughs) will get to that total Bella's recap gender reveal. But it, I mean, I feel him at my hips. Then I feel him all the way up in the top of my stomach. I feel him all around. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, you're everywhere. And then their but heads I are just on it. our bladders, moving oh, around, making yeah. us pee. I will say, you guys, this morning, so two things happened to me in the last couple of days. This morning, I sneezed and pee-peed my pants. Ew. Like, it wasn't a lot of pee-pee, but it was, I had to change don't, my underwear. Okay, we're not birdie. You don't have to say pee-pee. What would you like me to say? I mean, you could just say pee. You don't have to say pee-pee. Okay, and then 
I was laughing really hard in the car at my sister and kind of tinkled my pants too. Can I say tinkle? Oh my gosh. And so I'm definitely at that stage in the game where I cannot control my bladder. See, mine isn't quite like that yet. I, I like feel you. I I mean, I go to the restroom so much, but I actually can control my bladder so far. Mm-hmm. But I guess I have a f- seven more weeks left. Um, but yeah, I just, I haven't had that accidental peen, I guess oh, you could say. Wait till it happens. Oh my gosh. Is this for real? It happens. I do hear about it a lot after the fact. Yes, that, can, that okay. happens too. But let's get to it. By the way, can you believe that Total Bella season five is done? No, I'm so sad. I can't believe we just had the season finale and there's no more Bellas till the fall because everyone, Total Bellas season six um, is coming to you this fall. We don't have an exact date yet, but we have been officially picked up. That's right. So we are so excited. We have currently been filming for the next season. So you are going to see pregnancy, labors, and new mommies. Well, new mommy for me. Right. But me a new but, mommy to chew. But yeah. We're excited because we are taking you to the delivery realm. And you all saw me give birth to Birdie on TV, which was crazy. But I think it'll be fun for you all to see both Nicole and I, because who knows what's going to happen, how it's going to happen. We're only a week and a half apart. It could happen the same day. Who knows? Like, it's going to be really fun to watch, I think, it for all of gonna you. It's going to be fun to watch. I'm super excited to share the journey. It, you know, it was different than originally what we all planned because the cameras were going to follow us to WrestleMania and Hall of Fame and come to our podcast tour and our book tour. We were doing stuff in New York and Napa Valley and Los Angeles. And the season, we were like, wow, this is just writing itself. It's amazing when it happens that way. And then COVID-19 hit. And we had to postpone filming for eight to nine weeks, was it, Brie? Right. So we've recently have been filming for the past four weeks or yes. three? Four. Four weeks. So you're going to see how we're doing it in quarantine because, of course, we've been following the rules and all the state laws. Um, which I think it'll be interesting for people to get that inside look of how people do live during quarantine. For sure. I know someone like myself who went through a pregnancy where there was no rules and it was way different to a pregnancy now where you're living through a pandemic and it's two very different pregnancies. Everything's super different. I think that's going to be interesting to the viewer. Right. Well, and you know, for me, for so many of you who followed me on this journey for the past seven years of reality TV and my life and knowing that I've always wanted to be a mom, it's like I'm finally pregnant and then COVID-19 hits and I don't, get to do all the things that you're really excited for as a first time mom, baby shower, maternity shoot, going to restaurants and not holding back on dessert, going maternity shopping, like just so many things that I haven't gotten to do any of that. But I'm grateful that I'm healthy and I have a a healthy baby boy in my tummy and I keep saying boy, but I feel like we need to get to the recap of Total Bells so we could really talk about the gender reveal. Oh, yes. We're making everyone wait way too long. Way too long. Okay, you guys. So the gender is out. I am having a boy. I hope it's not a spoil alert for some tuning in. But on the season finale, Total Bellas, we did our gender reveal. And can I just say, I'm so happy it's out because it took 
so much mind power to always make sure to say, baby, baby, don't say him, don't say him. We had to do so much media and people would try to get it out of me. And I'm so proud that I've kept it in and I haven't said anything. So it's officially out. Artem and I are having a baby boy. I can't wait I to can't meet him. I can't wait. We're going to bring Artem on the podcast here in a little bit. And we'll go more in detail with the gender reveal and our feelings. But I am just so excited to be a boy mom and to just raise a son. I cannot wait. And I was just so happy to share it with all the viewers because I really loved my theme. You know, because Artem and I, we did dance Coco and like just Artem being a dancer was really important to me. Have the Florico dancers. I wanted to surprise Artem with that and then having the mariachis and having, you know, the taco cart and um, the bar with the spicy skinny margaritas. Of course, some were mocktails um, and just doing like a grateful or a day of the dead theme. That was so much fun, wasn't it? Oh, I loved it. You guys did such a tremendous job with just all the little decor. And I helped you decorate. So You did. Um, it was so much fun. And I think, too, it's crazy because I've had to hide it, too. And I have to, like, watch myself not slip. And Birdie, so, I think, is who I was the most worried about. Every time you would do IG Live, I was like, Nicole, you know there's a chance Birdie's going to blow it. Yeah. Like, she's going to tell everyone, oh, the baby boy in Dodo's tummy. So I was really nervous that I was going to ruin it. But I'm so happy it's out. And I think you're the perfect mom for a boy. Your personality. And it I don't know. I just think it's going to be so great. It's funny because I feel like you need to now backtrack a little bit because there was a post you took down and you blamed yes. me. Yes. Okay, everyone. And everyone was giving me crap. But you need to tell everyone that you accidentally blew it for yourself. So I had posted an ultrasound and I ended up deleting it. Everyone was like, why did you delete it? And I asked Brie, I go, Brie, can I blame you? Because, okay, first of all, it wasn't my little boy's private part. It was actually how I cut it off. It was... um a white bone of his leg, but people thought it was like a boy part. No, it's not that they thought it was a boy no, part. No, yes, it was. Oh. That's why I deleted it. But because- I think because it was a bright light, and if there's one just bright light, that means boy. If there's two lights, it's, I think, a girl because it's the Oh, well, ovaries. everyone also thought that that was... Because that's what I Him was like kind of They're like, oh, she has just the one light, which is a boy, two lights is a girl, or something well, so like that. So many people were just saying like a boy. And I'm like, yeah. oh my God, did I just ruin it? So I deleted it. But I'm like, I need to have a good reason. So I call <laughs> up Brie and I go, Brie, oh my goodness, I might have blown the gender, but uh, can I blame you? Like saying like, you need to keep things private and blah, blah. And Brie's like, uh fine you know she took one for the team and then I felt bad because then so many people got pissed at Brie oh they jumped all over me they jumped all over her then I couldn't sleep that night because I'm like oh my gosh I just got my sister so much hate for Um, no reason for no reason Mm -hmm. because I didn't want to ruin the gender so if any of you remember that me deleting an ultrasound pic and blaming Brie it was a lie. It's because I thought I gave the gender away and I didn't want to give the gender away. Yeah, which I didn't mind taking the heat for that. I would rather no, have it's people for be mean to me. Yeah, so they didn't know that you were having a boy at that time. But I am so excited. And you guys, I want you guys to write at us. Um, hashtag Bella's podcast. But now that you know Nikki's having a boy, what do you think I'm having? Do you think I'm having a boy? Do you think I'm having a girl? I go so back and forth. I with go you, back Brie. and forth too. There are times that, like, I strongly feel like you're having a boy. 
And then there are times, and it's mainly when Birdie's talking, that I feel like you're having a girl. And people do say kids have insight, right? And Birdie feels strongly about a sister coming. Yeah. So then it always makes me feel like I'm having a girl. And Brian this past week said something, not realizing what he was saying, and it made me get this like strong feeling inside, like, whoa, I think I'm having a girl. But then I look at my belly and my pregnancy, and I see these ultrasounds, and I'm like, gosh, I feel like I'm having a boy. I, I mean, it's crazy. So Bree and I, we were just at the doctor and her baby's heartbeat ended up being the same as my baby's heartbeat. And same it just, heart rate. Yeah. Same heart rate. So we both are like, boy, but the doctor's like, well, that could still be a girl too. You never know. Right. So I'm, that's going to be such a fun surprise. Such a fun surprise. And, and honestly, like, I feel like I can't go wrong. It'd be amazing to have a boy because I feel like it'd be you know, just a spiritual twin of my sister's child. Like they just, it'd be perfect. And, you know, to have two different genders as your children would be awesome. But then I know how special a sister is because I have Hi. one. And to see Birdie with the sister, and I was telling her the other night, because she wanted me to sleep in the room with her. And I'm like, just think, when your sibling comes in a couple years, you guys could share room and share bunk beds. And she's like, I can share a bunk bed with my sister? That will be so fun. And it just made me think of like cute little girls in a room together, like sharing yeah. secrets. And so I, I either way, it's going to be a win-win situation. It will be a win-win either way, for sure. And, you know, something, Bria, I'd love to talk about because I kind of realized it's a bit controversial and that's about getting induced before your due date. And I remember like you've had talks about this before, but I had said something on the IG Live when we were announcing season six um, coming in the fall. Yeah. And I said, and we could be similar because I'm going to be getting induced. And a lot of people were like, wait, why is she getting induced? Is there right. something wrong? And all these things. And so, you know, my baby is um, growing a week ahead and I really want a vaginal birth. So as of right now, they are, the doctors are saying that they're comfortable enough to induce me a week before the due date. Well, which they'll check you. And if they don't feel comfortable, they exactly. won't. So I think a lot of people got upset at me for that. But it's like, look, at the end of the day, I'm going to do whatever's healthiest for my baby. As of now, how he's growing and me really wanting to do a vaginal birth and also um, having low blood pressure because, you know, at our age, that's, you know, a risk. It's five days before the due date. If he doesn't come out before that. So, right. so but I didn't realize how controversial that very, is with people. Very. I always lean towards more natural. No, I have more that. hippie values and and all of that, but I do not judge anyone's pregnancy or what they want to do. That's always up to whoever goes in and what makes someone feel comfortable. Um, I don't really voice my opinions on that kind of stuff because I feel like you do you. That's always what I believe in. But for myself and what I did with Birdie is there is a thing where the, when the baby feels like its brain is fully developed is when it tells the body it's ready to come. The baby knows when it's done cooking in the oven, right? Right. And so, so that's what makes me yeah, think so, differently. So what they say is your due date's always two weeks off. It could be two weeks ahead of time or it could be two weeks behind. So sometimes your baby might need two weeks over the due date. I, you know, and it, this is all opinions. There's so many different opinions. I went 10 days over until my placenta almost collapsed on Bird, and that's why I got induced. But I was 10 days past my due date. Granted, Birdie was so big, I couldn't push her out and then had an emergency C-section. But, 
you know, you just, I think sometimes you got to let the baby make the decision because um, the baby and your body ultimately know when it's time. But at the same time, we are so medically advanced that right. if they're saying your child's ready, maybe. Right. And that's the thing. At the end of the day, I'm going to do whatever is healthy for a little boy. Whatever's the best for him. I'm going to follow doctor's orders. I do pray and hope. I meditate about it constantly that um, we're going to have an amazing labor and that he's going to come out vaginally because that's what I really want. Um, but I have the per- like I have the dream I think that everyone has. Like you're doing something cute. Your water breaks. <laughs> Your man rushes you to the hospital and your baby comes out with a few pushes, you know, through your vagina and you're like, here we are. Yay. I want my water to break One big it. happy family. Yeah. I, I want, want to feel the feeling of like the water breaking. I, I want, want my feel water that. to break at Whole Foods. I want to be in a grocery oh, store in so front of funny people. How you say that. I want to look at people and be like, well, <laughs> here it is. Here, See, here I was go. like envisioning like Artem like baking something in the kitchen and then my water breaks and then we have this. Oh, but by moment. the way, the water doesn't come gushing out. It's I not know, this dramatic I hear that's situation. Just like, that's only the movies. But it's just exciting to know, like, all right, we're about to rock and roll. Yeah. But you got to do you, but you have to understand, I mean, not only social media, but motherhood, there's a lot of judgy, opinionated people. And so you're just, you're coming into that world, just yeah. so you know. Well, bring it on because my boy and I, we are going to be flashy and fun and hip and I just can't wait to dress him up, but also just teach him things. I just want to raise such an amazing boy into such an amazing man. Poor little boy. I'm going to be such like a helicopter mom. But I'm going to be a good role model, even if there are things that I have to change in my life. Like I already have the feeling of him first and like every kick and punch and booty moving thing I feel in my tummy. I just fall more and more in love with him. And I just, I can't wait to meet him, Brie. I'm like, I cannot wait to meet him and hold him and kiss him and just, you know, shift and make him such a big focus in my life. And, you know, he's going to be. Yeah. And I want him to be, I want him to be the priority and I want to give him every tool in life he will need to become an amazing man. So I love that. Well, enough about me talking about it with you. Let's bring on your little baby boy's daddy. And we could hear what he thinks and his little recap of the season finale of Total Ballots. Texas Pete is a sauce that allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. That's right. Each Texas Pete sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. The signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It has been at the center of dinner tables since 1929 and is still heating things up today. Oh, yeah. And you know, you're definitely going to want to try every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original and not for the faint of heart. Sabor by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor. Yum. And their dust dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce 
and a flavorful dry rub. Mm, it's just making my mouth water thinking about it. I mean, I'm always reaching for the Texas Pete. I think we put it on our breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And we really do. And we actually even sneak hot sauce in our purses. So if restaurants don't have hot sauce, we put it on. Texas Pete goes with me everywhere I go. Texas Pete, sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at TexasPete.com. Thrive Market is a go-to for all of your grocery and household essentials and the convenience of getting everything online, then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you could use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with a few clicks. When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Nikki, where do we get all our primal condiments? Thrive Market. You know it. I have actually loved so much that I have been able to transform my refrigerator, even my pantry, to healthy, low-sugar condiments. Mm-hmm. Everything in the gluten-free, Whole30 diet recommendations. Thrive Market for me is that one-stop shop where I can pick and choose all the things that are healthy for not only my kids, but for myself too. And boom, they're at my front door within days. They definitely make it super easy to stay healthy, organic, all the things that we really want in our household. One thing that Thrive Market has helped me with is I've wanted that when it comes to household cleaning items or just stuff that you actually put in your house besides consuming. And they've really helped it. I had one one of my goals this year was less plastic in my house. Thrive Market helps with that, with refillables, with what I exactly need to clean. And look, when you have kids running around, having a company really care about the ingredients inside it, that's super important. What we're spraying on our counters, putting in our toilets, on our sheets, all of that matters. So grateful for a place like Thrive Market that really looks into ingredients and we know what we're buying. 100%. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash twins for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash twins. Thrivemarket.com slash twins. So many of us love coffee. Mm-hmm. Like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot. Some like it iced with a splash of creamer. And some like it with a cold foam topping. Many of us stop into coffee shops on our way to work more often than we'd like to admit. Oh, yes. But now, thanks to International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, you can make cold foam coffee at home. It's honestly game-changing. You can just shake the canister and spray it onto your coffee. And voila, you've got an incredible cold foam coffee at home. No frothing, fancy machines, or mess required. Ooh, and International Delight Cold Foam Creamer foams and creams your coffee from top to bottom. And the best part? Mm Mm-hmm. It works on both hot 
and iced coffees. Oh my gosh, I'm drooling. Okay, so it comes in three foaming, delicious flavors. French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato. So you can switch things up depending on your mood. Look for your favorite flavor next time you're at the grocery store and be prepared to say goodbye to your barista. Okay, Bree, so what reminds you of college days? French vanilla. I mean, Bree and I lived on International Delight French Vanilla. And you know what's the cutest thing is every time our dad comes to visit, he calls me because I always be like, what do you want me to get the grocery store? And he's like, oh, make sure to get it's always International Delight French Vanilla Creamer because I can't have it without my coffee. So guess what I'm getting my dad when he comes to visit because I know I'm going to love it. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. French vanilla, of course. You guys, this is a game changer. Okay. How many of us spend too much money at coffee shops? Me. Me. Yes. And we deserve as human beings to have that yummy, delicious coffee Why we all go to the coffee shops. And I'll be honest, I've kind of always wanted to be a barista. And now I can in my kitchen at my home. I'm really excited to have this and I can't wait to hear what dad thinks. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. It's foaming delicious. All right, everyone. Well, welcome back to the podcast, Artem. Thank <laughs> hey. you. So Bree and I have been recapping the season finale, Total Bellas. Can you believe it's already over? I know. 11 episodes oh, went so quick. I know. And so this is your first experience of like reality TV and being on a series. Well, I mean, Dancing with Stars, I look at it as a competition <laughs> show, not a reality show. Uh, but I didn't mean, it kind of make of it. I know, but didn't it make you sad that Total Bellas it's over? Yeah, it did. I didn't think it's gonna fly so fast, I'll be honest with you. Um and then a lot really has happened. Oh, I mean, yeah. They Hardem, they captured like our first year of being together in eleven episodes. It's pretty crazy when you think about it. I know. But I mean, I think for you and I, the season finale was quite exciting. Well, yeah, obviously it's been exciting. First of all, you know, proposal, then, you know, the whole baby gender. It's, yeah, it's a lot to take. Isn't it feel so good that you can say we're having a boy? I know. I, I, th- I think I still sometimes catch myself. Did I say too much? Yeah, right. You do. It messes you up. I have to say, though, it's been such a beautiful journey and I've been so blessed and happy that you've been on this journey with me and with Total Bellas. And earlier we were talking about the amazing news that season six is coming back in the fall, which is fun and that we're currently filming right now. But let's just talk about our baby boy for a second. So everyone, every night I pray that I want our baby boy to be like Artem's mini because I just think I'm so in love with Artem's eyes. And I know that if our baby boy has his eyes, like he'll probably get everything that he wants and get away with everything with me because Artem's the same at times. <laughs> uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> what do I get how away he with moves in the womb. I already feel like he's dancing. <laughs> he's going to be a little dancer. Oh, wrestling. It's not oh, like you've point. been really just, you know, That's not true. moving at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I, mean, um, I mean, I'd be very happy if I take, you know, some resemblance of me no i mean that'd be nice so his ultrasound photos we have been comparing to artem's baby photos and they do look very similar and even artem's mom can't believe how much our baby boy looks like artem's baby photos 
Yes, it's true. I mean, there's definitely some resemblance to it, but I also feel like every single baby looks the same. No, they don't. <laughs> Even yeah, a little bit. When Brie and I, I mean, they look very similar, but there's definitely differences. But I don't think you can like see what it's going to grow up to be. No, you know? well, of course not. Brie looked a lot different from her newborn oh, photos sure. till oh, now. Goodness. Yeah, it's like a big difference. Yeah. So, but I mean, I do hope it's going to get like, you know, like... Maybe my eyes, that'd be nice. Yeah. You know. Oh, you're that, so cute. That'd be good. And are you so... I mean, did you know I got your dimple, so... Yeah, my dimple, my smile. Yeah. How well, cute. Well, I don't know about smile, the Yeah, dimple. smile's hard, but he did get my dimple, yeah. which is really cute. I love that. Mama dimple and the crow's feet. Yeah, and he crosses his feet like I... So when I sleep, when I used to sleep on my back, I always would cross my feet. Um, I still actually will do it on my side. But our little boy crosses his feet in the womb, which is like the cutest thing. So he's a lot like his mama already. So what are your thoughts that we are bringing the cameras to the delivery room for season six? I I honestly don't know what to think about. (laughs) Don't worry. They're going to blur out the nasty parts. No, but the well, fact I mean, is they're actually going to be seeing the... it too. Okay, I get it. The audience, how they're not going to see it, but they'll be seeing things. So I don't know. Well, but as of now, because of COVID-19, you're the videographer. You're the cameraman. Oh. Well, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But then can I also be in the editing room? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's my vagina. Uh, and what's your point? Well, you know... I'm fine with it. Hey, if they want to stare that long at that footage, may God be with you. <laughs> Was there anything you would like to say about the season finale? I mean, um, we just announced that we're having a baby boy. Well, it's, it's, I mean, we knew for a long time, obviously. So it's kind of like it's nice to have a secret out, but at the same time, just because of the announcement, it's not. It didn't really change how I felt prior to that. They didn't like all of a sudden like, oh my goodness, we're having a boy. We knew we're having a boy. So it's not as much of a news for us as news for, you know, people who tuned in. But it's nice not to have this fear of, of if someone's going to find out prior to, you know, airing it. That's definitely a huge relief. Um, other things, I don't know, just, you know, getting to be that which is I don't really know how to get ready to be that if anybody have any pointers please send my way but it's I don't know it's um what it's like a surreal it's like feeling of really being excited and being like oh my goodness is going to be a whole nother human Mm. that you made you participated in making but at the same time you can like completely forget the part is how much responsibility comes with it which is very scary, you know, and being a first-time parent, right. it's not like there is a book for them is, hey, that's how you do <laughs> it, you know? So, and I know everyone does it differently. And it's another thing is like, you take so many advices from so many different people and everybody says different things, right. you know, it's whatever work for them. So I'm kind of like thinking that I'm just going to go with the flow, first of all, and rely on the instinct because apparently people saying like, you will create certain instincts that Kind of like you will be mind blown that you do have them. Of course, uh, it's like, that's life. It's like in us, like integrated in us for generations and generations and generations. <laughs> but I mean, it's still scary. Right. So I have a question for you. What excites you the most about being a dad and having a son? Well, I mean, a lot of things. You know, I want to see what this baby is going to be into, how I can participate in his interests you know teach him things and 
see like the manners that he will inhabit from you know both of us and right. kind of like recognize that and see the first smile what he's gonna say first hopefully dad and not mama oh um, really you know things you like that that, <laughs> that you're definitely really excited and well, looking forward to i agree well i so like that no well he'll like, probably definitely like, say, say mama, mama first and but be like, Dada. And I'd be like, oh, Ugh, but mama. We're so going to compete Dada. for his just ultimate attention, are we? Well, I mean, it's given. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> well, I'm very excited that um, we are bringing a boy in this world. And I know for me, because, you know, originally you really had your heart set on having a little girl. Like, that's what you really wanted. Well, it's just I knew that it would be a little bit less stressful, in my opinion, simply because I've dealt with a lot of girls and women since I was a little kid. I'd always dance with the girls. So you kind of like get comfortable with the fact that you kind of understand what the needs are. But no. it didn't change the fact that it's like, oh my God, I'm extremely happy with a boy yeah. and I'm like thrilled to have a boy. Well, you know who was really happy was my mom. <laughs> She's oh, yeah. been wanting a grandson for so long and my mom literally just jumped up and ran over and hugged us so t hard and tight as you guys saw yeah. on the season finale. And, uh, you know, and it excites me that we've shared this journey so far in Total Bellas and we'll share it more in the fall and there's a lot to come yeah oh my goodness we are about six weeks away from being new parents so Whoa. it's gonna happen six quick weeks. well artem thank you for coming on the podcast and it's crazy to think that this is the last time till the fall that you'll be recapping total bellas so we're gonna have to find other reasons to get you on because i love you so much and i'm carrying your son yeah which means i get a foot massage later right yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone. And up next, we are going to be throwing it to Bree and Brian for a very, very special edition of Dear Bellas. All right, you guys. So I'm really excited because we are going to do something a little different today with Dear Bellas. Um, a couple weeks ago, we had someone call in and she just poured her heart out on our um, message and just talking about Sedona, how much it's touched her seeing Brian's journey with depression. And she just kind of spoke about her husband and their marriage in the last 11 years. And uh, it was just, it was a beautiful message. And then my sister and I, because we always look at your comments on Twitter, every time you guys hashtag the Bella's podcast, we're always reading. And we saw that her husband wrote us. And then I thought it'd be appropriate to bring my husband on, Daniel Bryan, to talk about depression. We did a YouTube video on the Bella's YouTube channel. And anytime Brian speaks about depression, we always get such a positive response, but so many people asking questions. So I asked Brian if he would join us today to kind of enlighten us of what's helped him. But first, I want to read the husband's tweet just for all of you who listen every week. I just thought you'd really find this really neat. So um, his name's TJ. He wrote at Bella Twins, what's going on? This is the husband. You gave my wife some advice on your podcast on how as a couple to handle depression. Thank you for the advice. It helped me to understand more hearing from someone that is going through this. Also, much love and respect. TJ, I'm going to bring my husband on to just help more people out because, you know, we're in the same boat and 
you know, we're both lucky enough that we don't have to fight depression. But I thought if you do fight depression, it's better to hear it from someone like my husband who's been fighting it for a long time. So here he is, my husband, Daniel Bryan. Yeah. So it's uh, it's always interesting for me to talk about depression and especially uh, it's hard sometimes, I think, to talk about depression with people who have never experienced depression or they see it from the outside. Like you see it in your spouse or you see it in your sibling or you see it in your parents or whatever it is. Um, but one of the things that we wanted to talk about was just how you can be more empathetic with the people that you love in your lives that have depression. And um, so I'm a reader, so that's how I attack most things, right? So like when I'm experiencing depression and that sort of thing, I read books about it. And so um, there have been two books that came out in the last year that I thought have been really good and added to the layperson's knowledge of depression and mental illness. Uh, one is by Johan Hari called Lost Connections, and that's really attacking the social reasons why people are depressed. Because uh, I think now they're starting to find that there's two causes of mental illness. It's either structural in your brain, which is why they give people antidepressants and things like that, is because, oh, your brain hardware is messed up. So they give you these antidepressants, but the antidepressants don't cure the social causes of depression, like lack of connection with nature, lack of connection with meaningful work, lack of connection with other people. And I think we all can identify with that in this in this age of COVID-19 where everybody is isolating. We're lucky enough to have each other, to have Bertie, to have Nicole right next door, but not a lot of people have that. And so even people who don't normally experience depression can even feel that depression coming on by not having these social connections. So uh, Johan Hari wrote a great book on that. And for those of you who are not readers, because I know a lot of people are like, oh man, read 300 pages about <laughs> depression. Like uh, me. <laughs> you know, he, yeah, he has a, a great TED Talk too. And there are several other great TED Talks for people who have somebody in their lives that they love that uh, suffer from depression. Or if you suffer from depression um, yourself, there are some wonderful TED Talks. He has one. There's another one on there, and I wish I knew the name of the guy, but there's some great TED Talks on it too. Um, the second book I'd like to highly recommend is The End of Mental Illness by uh, Daniel Amen. And he talks about depression, anxiety, even things like Alzheimer's from a structural perspective of the brain and how you heal the brain, not through necessarily antidepressants and that sort of thing, but through things like nutrition, through things like hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Medicine has gotten so much better even in the last 10 years where we can go and we can do these brain scans to find where the blood is flowing to the brain. And they're seeing a lot of positive results from that. So if you are uh, suffer from depression or if you love somebody who suffers from depression, I highly encourage you to to go go ahead and read some of these things or watch videos from these people or even um, you can look up in the, your podcast app, whatever app you use for that. You can search for Johan Hari or Daniel Amen and I'm sure there's multiple podcasts where they just talk about it with a host where they ask some really great questions about this kind of stuff. I love that sweet face and you know, I think one thing too that I'm sure the listeners would like to know as well is like if you're someone like in my position, right? I've I've never had depression. I've been lucky enough not to. 
But obviously I'm with someone who does. And there's people out there who have siblings who have depression or friends or coworkers or loved ones, anything. But is there any advice you could give people out there who get put in a position if there was someone who might have been a depressed spell or something, what they should do? So, I mean, everybody's different and it's knowing the person that you love, right? But the number one thing is support and making sure that they know that you still love them. I also encourage you, and though it's really hard, and this was a struggle for you, is when you're depressed, the one thing that makes you more depressed is seeing it negatively affect the people you love, right? Totally. So it's, so it's <laughs> like, oh man, like I can't get out of this funk right now. But now it's making Bree's life worse. So then it, sometimes it's just like, okay, I'm going to try to just pretend that I'm not depressed. And then as soon as you leave the house, okay, now I'm just going to lay on the bed. You know what I mean? Um, so being there for support, but also do your best n- not to let it drag you down. Although that's really hard because, I mean, it's just the same. Like, so Bree has different issues than I do. She doesn't have depression issues. She has issues like with anger. <laughs> and so it's one of I the- bought a really big crystal to help me out with that. Yeah. And so, <laughs> but likewise, it's doing your best not to let when Bree's angry about something entirely else that's not me and I see that she's upset, it's hard to not let that make me also upset because we all empathize with the people that we love. And so, uh, so yeah, it's a really tough one, but just be there for support and love and then try to stay positive yourself. Those things can really help. Also, seeing a Native American uh, shaman worked better for me than going and talking to somebody about it. So everybody has different modalities of healing, but be supportive in those. So like sometimes you can ask your partner or the person that you love, do you want me to come into one of these therapy sessions with you? If you decide to go to a shaman or whatever mode of healing that you're looking at, do you want me to come with you? Do you want me to be there for support? All of those kind of things, all of those are helpful. I agree. I love that sweet face. And it's so important if you fight depression to not hide it, to not feel ashamed. You need to let someone know. You There's so many different hotlines or websites you can go to. But I think you'd be shocked too if you went to people who are close to you and just kind of expressed things you were constantly feeling. Because there are ways to help it. And you don't want to live a life where you're hiding it. Because I can't imagine how awful that would feel. And you know, I have to say, Brian, the one thing I've always been in awe about you is the way you do educate yourself. You guys, my husband, by the way, it's his book collection is unreal. Like I always think to myself, what I need to build my husband is like a library and where I keep all my shoes, where he should have shoes, even though he only has a couple, it's all books. So you'll walk into our closet and you'll see my shoes on the left side. And then you look to the right and you're like, wait, is that someone's shoe rack? It's Brian's like book rack. It's so funny. But I'm always impressed because when Brian's put in any type of situation or he's going through something, he instantly goes and buys books and educates himself. And I've always been impressed by that sweet face. And it's amazing because you're really smart. We all know. But even at 39 years old, you constantly want to educate yourself. You constantly want to learn. And, you know, since the whole movement with Black Lives Matter has happened. I, you know, in our house, 
we've always supported the black community. We've always supported every race, religion. We just believe everyone is just equal and we're all the same. But I love it because my husband and Slim went out and bought a couple books to educate himself. And Brian, tell everyone the books you got, because I feel like a lot of people, when they listen and when you go to social media, but you hear so many different things. And sometimes it's nice when you know someone, you're like, okay, what are you reading and how do you like it? Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I mean, this is not uh, a quick, fast conversation, but um, one of the reasons why I started wanting to read these books is because I had read Jill Lepore's These Truths and, uh, you know, these truths are self-evident that all men are created equal. That's in our constitution, right? But is it self-evident? Because we as a country have not lived that since, you know, since 1776. We haven't lived that. We haven't treated all men as being equal. And that doesn't even include women, right? And so I started having some of these conversations about race a little bit with some of the people that I work with and some of the people that I talk to. And what I realized is that I'm very bad about talking about race. So right now, there's a ton of people on social media, but at some point, this is probably going to die down, like the fervor for it, right? As the news cycle goes in a circle and all that kind of stuff. And what I want for myself and for the movement is to educate myself in a way that when the social media, when it starts focusing on something else, when there's a new outrage or whatever it is, that I'm still there for this fight and I understand the real core issues because even though I know some of the history, I don't know the real issues. When you talk about white privilege, I'm it, right? I'm a white male whose parents loved him growing up and who has like a, right. a a good job and all that kind of stuff. So how how do how do I talk about it? And I also when I'm reading these books, I also don't want to put pressure what I realize too is that like, oh, if I have a question, I'll just ask Big E, right? The last thing I'm sure I don't want to say the last thing, but you know, your black friends are not your Google, right? They're not there to answer all your white person questions about race, you know? Right. And so um, I wanted to do a lot of education myself and to look up to the black men and women that have been fighting this fight for a long time. And so Big E actually retweeted a woman named Victoria Alexander. She put out like a list of books. Like here's, here's an anti-racist book club. So like not only do I want to be not racist – being not racist isn't good enough. Being anti-racist, right? And not just from an individual level, but from a structural societal level, I want to be anti-racist. I want to support things that bring the black community up because it's not right. And we're seeing these videos. I think that's one of the things that's really sparked people's imaginations is now there's video. The New Day had a great podcast talking about this. And then they were talking about uh, Rodney King and the riots in Los Angeles. That was Rodney King being beaten by cops. Now we're seeing these murders being filmed. And that's really sparked this movement. But, um, but so anyways, so you want to be like, in, in what I want is I want to be an anti-racist, not, not just not racist. So uh, Victoria Alexander, she... Um, started this anti-racist book club thing and books that you can read a starter kit. And some of them I've already actually read. uh, But the first one that I started reading was, so you want to talk about race by Ijoma Oluo, but it's just been fascinating. I mean, I'm a hundred pages in and it talks 
when I talked about privilege, she talks about that kind of stuff and she's had to examine her own privilege and that sort of thing. And because you have these conversations with people and they're talking about like, well, what about this? And I, when I'm fighting the fight, I want to have good, intelligent answers because if you don't answer people's questions, they're just going to keep believing what they believe. I agree and with so, you. And so I, uh, I highly encourage all of you to go check out the books that she recommended. Her Twitter is, and I don't know this person, but it's at Victoria, V-I-C-T-O-R-I-A, Alexander, A-L-X-N-D-R. And I looked through those books and it's crazy because you go on Amazon and a lot of them are sold out. <laughs> <laughs> which oh, is really? great. That's yeah, awesome. Is, yeah, which is great. That's what you but want. If you're looking to educate yourself the way that I am about these issues, I, I think that's a great place to start. And then also, you know, if you have the ability to fund um, some of these things, the Memorial Fund for George Floyd, the uh, the Memorial Fund for Breonna Taylor, and then obviously funding Black Lives Matter. Right. And, you know, what I love, what I've always just loved about you know, my husband and it's how I am and my sister and it's just really nice is to always have an open mind. You know, the one thing I've realized with this movement is there's so many deep rooted beliefs people have or the way they live. It's hard for them to think about change or think about something different. And I just am like, people have an open mind, educate yourself. I had to educate myself even when this all started and I started to see privilege get thrown around and certain words. I'm like, I wonder what that means because I know it doesn't mean what first comes to my head. So I would Google words and I'd really research. And even like when I saw people, I put up a post and when I put Black Lives Matter and everyone was so mad at me and I didn't put All Lives Matter. And I'm like, did you even research to see what All Lives Matter means? That Mm -hmm. it actually is a racist slogan. And You know, so it's just important, like you said, Brian, when this all dies down, because that's how social media is, something else will happen and will be the big hot trend is to still fight for the black community, to still educate ourselves. And, you know, I just I feel so blessed that I'm married to someone who has an open mind and that we can talk about these kind of things and that we could sit there and be like, okay, so we we didn't know, but now we're going to learn. And it feels good to learn. Well, and it's also just like, uh, I think, confronting the, um, uh, I don't want to, like the the existing beliefs in yourself as far as like, okay, for me, for example, uh, I supported Colin Kaepernick when he knelt um, several years ago, right? But I wasn't super like, I would talk about it with my friends, but it wasn't like I put out, a tweet or anything like that. I didn't socially support it, right? When Black Lives Matter first happened, I wasn't out there doing anything about it, right? I supported it, but I wasn't doing anything, right? And I don't want to make that mistake this time around. I agree. So many people were like, well, I thought by being silent, I was showing etiquette. When you realize, like, actually, no. And it's funny because... We, you know, as WWE superstars, we do an anti-bullying campaign. And the one thing we tell people is don't be a bystander, like speak up. Like you see someone getting bullied, you tell someone. And it's the same with this movement. If you're silent and you don't say anything, you're almost part of the problem where if you speak up and you use your voice, you actually realize the change you can make happen. Yeah, absolutely. And then also one of the things that, you know, I'm, I'm really learning is confronting individual racism 
isn't necessarily the answer because how many individuals' minds can you change? And especially like what we need to change is the systemic racism. And that's where the voting is so important and voting locally, not just the national stuff, but like one of the things that, and this, it actually applies to depression as well. Um, but be becoming more rooted in place because when you know your local ecology as far as, okay, who are these politicians? What do they support? Who's your police chief? Who are all these elected officials that are running our city? Um, and because we moved around so much, it almost feels like we're vagabonds who don't have any deep-rooted place. And I feel like a lot of people are like that because we have to move around so much with jobs in this day and age. But getting to know your local place, getting to know your local politicians so that when you're voting, you're voting for people who are going to make the changes uh, that we need as a society. I agree. And you know what's crazy, Brian, Nicole, and I saw this statistic um, that there's a higher percentage of people who don't vote compared to the people who vote red or blue. And I was like, come on, if we want to see change, we all have to get out and vote. Well, I think you and I are guilty of that too, as far as, uh, I mean, we voted for the presidential elections, but but you're right. Local. If I'm not in town, then I'm not in town. And, now more than ever, it's like we have to make... We have to the, research our candidates. We have to do all that kind 100%. of stuff. And there's no better time to do that than right now when we're still with the coronavirus. A lot of people are working from home and that sort of thing. It doesn't take that long to research your candidates I agree. And, and find out what they support, what they believe in. And, you know, when I voted for the presidential candidate last time, I stood in line for 45 minutes, 45 minutes to an hour. And after I voted, I walked out with the biggest smile on my face because I was like, that was, that felt good. Like I get to vote. Like that's an honor. And I walked out of there with my sticker. Think of all the women who fought and fought and fought just so women could vote. Right. Exactly. You know, I think about that all the time. Like there was a day and age where we couldn't do it. And why do I not want to take advantage? Because those women would have done anything back in the day to have done it. Yeah, and it's interesting, too. We don't celebrate Election Day, and I feel like we should. I feel like that's something that should be celebrated. And one of the things, when it uh, when you talk about racism and systemic racism, is the way that they've kind of kept a lot of black men and women from voting over throughout the history of the United States. But starting to celebrate, hey... This is our day where our voices get to be heard, right? So this is not right. something that uh, that's like, okay, oh no, I have to research all this stuff. No, this is this should be celebrated more than a lot of things. The ability for every man and woman in this country to be able to go out and vote and have your voice be heard. I think that's something that should be celebrated and we should have election parties and we should have election discussions and especially... I agree. And, and, you know, we're throwing and, a party this year. We're going to throw a party this year. You know? And so like, and, you know, and, you know, getting together with groups of friends and being like, hey, these are the candidates. If we took that step as a nation too, where everybody's more invested, um... I think that we would see a lot of positive change because I think a lot of people get demoralized. I've gotten demoralized, but like, oh, our politics are so corrupt. How do you even start to make change? Well, you start by starting. Like every, I agree. you know, you any big journey starts with a first step, and so um, I think that's something that you and I really need to work on this year as far as, as getting involved in our local politics. I agree. Well, we're going to do that, sweet face. We're going to help each other out, and we're going to help. All of us out, all of you out there listening, like 
help your friends, your family, all of us get out and vote. That's going to be the most important thing that we do in 2020. And please, if you guys have anything you want to ask advice on, whatever it is that is just laying heavy on your heart or your mind and you want to talk about it here on the Bellas podcast, please call us at 833-Q-Bellas. And Brian, thank you so much for being on the show. But now I feel like we need to take a little break so I can get my brain ready because I can only imagine the questions you're going to ask us next. Up next, you guys, it's Bella Brains. You know what I love about springtime is that you kind of get to refresh your closet. You know, fall, winter, we're all bundled up. And then when spring comes, the sun is truly out. You get to ditch all the layers and just refresh your look. I mean, I feel like I'm totally in for like refreshing my wardrobe. Bringing a little color. I need spring shopping. I mean, Brie, Walmart has like some incredible styles out right now and so affordable. Oh, that is right. This spring, there's only one destination for the latest fashion, home and beauty inspired by real life, Walmart. Be it bold swimwear or graphic beach towels, glowy makeup or sleek activewear, or even elevated furniture and mix and match tableware to inspire your next spring gathering at home. Discover surprisingly stylish new season favorites at Walmart now or shop it on the Walmart app. Go to walmart.com slash now trending. That's walmart.com slash now trending. Now trending. Your style at Walmart. Warning. Things are about to get intense. I mean, Brie and I are talking like that intense moment when the room stops, maybe time stops, when everything might be going around you, but you're looking at that one person dead in the eyes or a maple donut and <laughs> in our eyes. Usually I'm giving that stare down when I want to ask my husband for his credit card so I can go shopping. Ooh, that is the intense that I like. Intense heat, lasting plump. From the hot new Lifter Plump from Maybelline, New York. Formulated with chili pepper, Lifter Plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts. Available in eight sizzling shades. Blush, Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Coco Zing, and many more. And you know me with that red. Nothing like a red flag on my sizzling lips. Oh, we know it, girl. Can you take that heat? Find your shade at Maybelline.com or a retailer near you. Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. Dealing with mess can feel like an impossible task. It just keeps coming back. Well, today we're brought to you by the organization experts, IKEA. IKEA knows we all have those areas in our homes consumed by mess, whether it be that chair that collects all your clothes or the monstrous pile under your bed. That's why IKEA makes affordable wardrobe organizers, underbed storage, and other solutions to help you easily take back that chair and conquer the mess monster under your bed. Visit IKEA to explore more. You can't afford mess. So IKEA makes storage affordable. I'm so excited because he's back again. My husband, WWE superstar, Daniel Bryan. Thank you, Bree. Always glad to be back for another edition of 
Bella Brains, the hilarious weekly game show where we keep score to see who has the stronger Bella Brain. We're keeping track of who wins each week, and the first person to five wins a donation to their favorite charity paid for by the loser. The current score is four to four. Ooh, I think I'm going to have the comeback. Finally. Will Nicole finally win a round of Bella Brains? Let's find out. It's time for Bella Brains, Bella Brains, Bella Brains. You know what's really scary? This would be Nicole's first win in 2020. First win in 2020. I have been winning all of 2020. You know, 2020 has just not been my year. I'm going to admit. But you know what? I'm going to leave the room first. Because I feel like it brought me luck last week. All right, let's see if Lady Luck is still with you. Wow, she really hasn't won Bella Brains all of 2020? Brian, all of 2020, it's wow. been me. Wow. Well, We're almost six months in. And let's be months. honest, you went on a little bit of a hiatus. I did, yeah. So, I, you know, we weren't the most consistent with Bella Brains. Okay. But, yeah, I have been dominating 2020. Okay. Well, congratulations. Thank I didn't, you. I didn't, realize, I didn't realize everything that was going on. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. For this week's edition of Bella Brains, we're going to be talking about space. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know what? I actually think I might do okay because you and I started that Netflix show last night. Well, that's why I actually wanted to do this is because what, what's that show called? Space Force. Space Force. <laughs> yeah. when, I was, when I was reviewing Bella Brain's questions, I was like, space. Let's do space because yeah. I, I thought that show was really funny. It was funny. Okay. Question number one. What planet in our solar system is called the Red Planet? I know this because I hear my daughter say it all the time. How many guesses do I get? You get two. Okay. Mercury? <laughs> Saturn? <laughs> what? That's the easiest question, too. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the? Yeah. <laughs> what the? Oh, my gosh. You guys, Birdie would have answered this correct, she by the way. Got a, she would have got it. You know, a lot of these questions were inspired by things oh, that my Birdie gosh. knows. No. <laughs> What? What planet? Mars. Damn it. <laughs> okay. Question number two. This is also a super easy answer that most elementary school kids can guess. No, oh, I can't wait. What is the largest planet in our solar system? I know this one. Because I've heard Birdie say this before, too. <laughs> Jupiter. Ding, 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 yes. ding, 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 ding. My three-year-old daughter has taught me. <laughs> All right. The final question. Which planet is the furthest away from the sun in our solar system? Um, I feel like I know this. This is the hardest question for sure. Because I feel like I, I've wondered why we haven't gone to this planet. And people are like, it's so far. And I'm like, oh, well, I didn't know. <laughs> I mean, there's... Multiple planets we haven't gone to in our solar system. So. Um, and I get two guesses? You get two guesses. Is it Saturn? <laughs> One guess left. Pluto? 
Pluto is no longer considered a planet. Oh, duh. He's the pet of he's space. The pet. <laughs> That's what my daughter told me. My daughter says he's not part of the family of the planets. He's the pet. No, he's part of the family because he's well, the pet. Well, pets are family. Yeah, You're yeah, right. Yeah. But, but he's not you know. a real planet. Sweet face. Yeah. One out of three. Birdie what would was be ashamed. It? Uh, Neptune. That See, I knew it was one of the cute names. Neptune, Pluto. Those are cute. And, yeah. And like... I'm shocked that you didn't know because all the way to Neptune, which means that's, the furthest and I, the fur- planet from the sun. And that's what I sun, say, how much I love you. That's how, yep. Oh, I really blew so, it. So just so you all know, when she says, I love you all the way to Neptune, she really doesn't understand what she's saying. No, I... <laughs> <laughs> she knows it's far away. She doesn't know it's the furthest one away. No, I do know it's the furthest. I just, pregnancy brain. I'm going to say pe- pregnancy brain. Okay, I'm going to okay, go get Nicole. one in three. Bring Nicole back oh, geez. in. jeez. All right, Nicole, get your thinking cap on. Should I be scared? I mean, I don't think you should be scared. You have a good opportunity here. Oh, yay. To, to win a Bella Brains for the first time in 2020. Whoa. Yeah. That's so much pressure, too. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Putting a lot of pressure on oh, you. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. For this week's edition of Bella Brains, we're talking about space. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yep. Inspired because Brie and I watched Space Force last night. Oh, did you guys like it? <laughs> yeah. Steve Carell's so funny. He's so funny. He's so good. All right. Question number one. Which planet in our solar system is called the red planet? You get two guesses. Saturn? <laughs> Great. Now I have two more that I could think that I'm like going between... But I feel like this one wouldn't be called red. And you only get one more guess. Yeah, no, I know. That's why I said there's two, like, I wish I would have went with. Dang, the red planet. (laughs) The red planet. Oh, I feel like I'm going to say this and it's going to be wrong. But then I feel like because it's obvious, maybe that's why it's right. Mars? Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, that was the easiest question. Yeah, huh? Yeah. All right. Question number two. What is the largest planet in our solar system? Birdie would know this right away. She would, huh? Yeah. Um, how many guesses? Two guesses. Um, what are the ones that I'll hear say? Well, I have heard her say this one, but I just don't know if it's the biggest. Saturn? <laughs> Dang it. Saturn is your guess for every, yeah. every question. <laughs> I hear one, her say Saturn a lot. One guess left. And this is where I go back, where I feel like I have two different ones. Okay. Dang it. Um, The biggest. Brie doesn't want to make eye contact with me, which makes me think of one. I feel like this is wrong, but Pluto. You've got to be kidding me. No, it's the smallest. I mean, it's not even a planet anymore, but when it was considered a planet, it was the smallest. Yes. See, I was going to go with Mercury. Um, Do you want to know the answer? Yeah. Jupiter. Jupiter. In fact, Jupiter. That's why you were making eye contact with me. Jupiter is two and a half times larger than all the other planets combined. Great. Forgot about Jupiter. Okay. The final question. Which planet in our solar system is furthest away from the sun? Two guesses. I mean, I don't want to say my one guess that I've said first every time, but then I'm like, is that going to be the right one? At some point, it's got to be right. There's only eight planets in our solar system. (laughs) 
So I'm going to first go with Saturn. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it's like you, your brain messes with you. And now I have two again, yeah, which I one. should just go with my two instincts instead of saying Saturn. Earth. No. No. That was such a genius answer, Earth. <laughs> we get sunshine all day. I know, but then I, you think like like if we were close to okay. the sun, we could light it on fire. So Have maybe we're the furthest away. Have you ever heard of the TV show, Third Rock, Rock from, from the Sun? Yeah. Do you know what that means? Third closest planet to the sun? Yeah. Damn it. We're the third rock from the sun. Is it Mercury? No, Mercury is the closest. The closest. Yeah. What's the furthest? Neptune. Love you to Neptune and back. I should knew. Well, Bree did not get that right. Despite saying, <laughs> despite saying to me, I love you. Which I means love you, you to, probably love you so far, right? Yeah, that's what it means. It's like I love you to Neptune and back. It's like I love you to the furthest planet away from us. Okay, pregnancy brain, <laughs> pregnancy brain. Um, but I'm a little confused because did you and I just we each got one right? We each got one right. Dang so now it. it's a tie. So now it's a tie. Are you guys ready for the tiebreaker? <sighs> this stuff tie- gives me anxiety. I've got a tiebreaker ready. I'm ready for this. Okay, we're ready. <laughs> okay. You each get one guess, and whoever's closer okay. wins the round. Perfect. Are you guys I like ready? That. Yeah. How many moons does Saturn have? Five moons. Four. No, what? you get one guess. You get one guess. Okay. And it wasn't who said it at first. Fine, five. I said five. <laughs> <laughs> so how many moons? How many moons does Saturn have? Five is a really good guess, and that's not fair. If you think Saturn has less moons, you should go lower. If you think Saturn has more moons, you should guess higher. Well, I'm going to say four because of the seasons, but I feel like five puts you like there or here. Mm-hmm. But I'll say four. Four because of the seasons. Yeah. Are you guys ready yeah. to find out who won not only this edition of Bella Brains, but also the entire game of Bella Brains? The answer as to how many moons Saturn has is 62. What? <laughs> 62? 62 moons. I thought I went a little high on five. Yes! Which means that Bree won. And that also means that Nicole remains winless. Winless at 2020. 2020. (laughs) Dang it! That brings the current score to five to four, which means Brianna wins another series in 2020. That's right, girl. (laughs) Ew. All right. Joining us again next week for another edition of Bella Brains, Bella Brains, Bella Brains. Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. Yes, thank you. And I'm just so excited that it's out. We're having a boy. And thank you to my fiance, Artem for coming on the podcast and thank you to my hubby Daniel Bryan for joining me on Dear Bellas 
and giving us your expertise on depression. Please make sure if you are fighting depression to reach out to someone for help. Yes. And tweet us your questions for Bella Army Q&A with the hashtag Bella's podcast. And call 833-Q-Bellas to ask us for on-air advice in our segment, Dear Bellas. Please show us some love by rating the show, leaving a review and hitting subscribe. And we just launched a new Instagram exclusively dedicated to the Bella's podcast. So make sure to follow us at The Bella's Podcast. And a special thank you to Daniel Bryan for being an amazing Bella Brains host. Until next week. Remember to stay fearless. And you'll always go Brie mode if you drink along with us. See See you next next Wednesday. Wednesday. And as Birdie likes to say, Bye-bye. Chapter 1, Wayfair welcomes you to the Waberhood. Our hero, Titus Burgess, ambled down the stylish street of an enchanting utopia. A woman waved from a chic lounger. Welcome to the Waberhood, she said, where Wayfair helps everyone create a home they love. Titus stared in awe. Bohemian Boulevard, Trendsetter Terrace, Mid-Century Circle. Titus, hmm? you're reading the Wayfair catalog. Oh, you'll love Chapter 2. Wayfair's fast and free shipping saves a potluck. Wayfair, every style, every home. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated.